You've heard of BetaShares. You've probably seen the logo on our podcast. You might even be among their 1 million investors. So you can imagine that I'm delighted to say BetaShares is the official ETF partner of the Australian Finance Podcast. With nearly 100 exchange-traded funds, you can go to betashares.com.au and immerse yourself in ETFs and unique insights covering all of the sectors, themes, core and satellite positions you could want. Think cybersecurity through the Hack ETF, robotics and AI with the RBTZ ETF, and uranium with the URNM ETF. The list goes on. To explore the BetaShares ETF range, visit betashares.com.au, read the relevant PDS and TMD on the website, and consider if the fund is right for you. BetaShares Capital Limited is the issuer. Is there a Spotify wrapped for investing? If you want to invest in shares or ETFs, our friends at Perla are more than one step ahead of the curve. On average, people who use Perla invest $1,750 every month. That's what we want to see, proper dollar cost averaging. With automated investing tools making your life simple, Perla investors have well and truly mastered the art of investing small bits lots of times. So if you're ready to start growing your net worth in 2024, follow the link in your Spotify or Apple podcast player right now to discover how you can get started today. Welcome to the Australian Finance Podcast. I'm Kate Campbell. And I'm Owen Rusk. And we're here to give you the tools and knowledge to invest both your time and money better. If you're new, feel free to jump in with our Starter Pack series that aired in early 2022 or our Shares or ETF mini series. We've got plenty to share with you in today's episode, but if you want to catch us on socials, head to Rusk Australia on Insta and Twitter. I'm also found at Kate Campbell AUS on Insta. And I'm Owen Rusk AU on Insta. Just beware of the fake accounts. We'll never DM you about trading strategies or crypto. And if it sounds a bit weird, it's probably not us. And just one final heads up before we get into the show. This podcast contains general financial information only. Kate Campbell, welcome back to Money and Chill. It's good to be back. And we've got Monique here today as well. Hello. Monique, podcast producer slash manager slash basically does everything. All the How you things. going? I'm great. All I don't usually things. sit on this side of the table, so I feel weird. Yeah, normally you're in the middle. Yeah. Now I can see both of you. Yeah, normally your head's hobbling back and forth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Kate's got a very <laughs> calm left to right movement. Um, mm. Anyway, welcome to Money and Chill. This is uh, once a month we get Monique behind the mic as opposed to um, on the other side of the camera. And we just talk about uh, a bit more relaxed style, money-saving hacks, what you've been uh, telling us and also uh, hearing from you. So... Uh, if there's things we do on social media or whatever, we we call that out in these sessions. A bit more laid back, yeah. quite, quite you know, just chill. What the rest team's up chill. to and some mm. of our favorite books and podcasts at the moment. Mm. Mm. So we've all been pretty busy behind the scenes. Um, but there was something that you did. You experimented, Kate. I think this was on Spotify, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Spotify has added some new podcast features for creators. So you can ask a question or put a poll at the end of a podcast. So when people listen to a podcast episode, there's now the um, opportunity for them to share their biggest takeaway from the episode with us. And then we can hit publish mm. on some of the responses as well. And we can do some polls for episodes. So I did a couple. Uh, and one of them was relating to our 10 ways to beat inflation episode. And that was how are you feeling about your finances right now? Because I yeah. thought people would have thoughts. 18%, small sample size, but 18% said I'm struggling. 18% said I'm getting by. It was about 18%. 
um, but confident and pretty average. Is pretty average good, like in terms of the language? Like if someone asked me, how you going? I say pretty average. I'd be, that's normally pretty bad. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it was just the fine. Fine. Yeah, fine oh, yeah. is also kind just, of not a great word too. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a, um, there was this study done uh, for investors and it showed like adjectives or phrases like this and it got like a thousand people to respond to, a thousand investors to respond to the survey. And when uh, there was certain language used, the difference in like sentiment amongst what people thought of those words was like, it was like marked. It was very yeah. different. It didn't give me the opportunity to write a definition of what I meant by pretty average. So but- I would say this skews positive though, overall, all of these yeah. results. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's great. Because it's pretty tough times. There's yeah. a lot of people out there that are feeling it. Um, but this is pretty pretty cool. Yeah, and I also tried a poll on the money personality episode I did with Evan Lucas. And we talked about the five different types of money personalities, mm. which were the saver, spender, debtor, investor, and ignorer. And, I mean, it kind of makes sense given our audience, but the, the two biggest choices in that poll were the investor and the saver. Mm. What are you guys? Probably more of a saver. Yeah, I'm a spender investor. Yeah. Spend half, invest half. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I'm probably a spender and investor. I don't really save a lot of money in cash. You know, I've got enough, but don't save a lot in cash. Interesting with the Spotify stuff is that we, it's less than 20% of our audience actually listen via Spotify, which for a lot of other podcasts is oftentimes it's the other way around. It's more Spotify than Apple, but for us, it's just the complete opposite, which I find is quite unique. Yeah, well, I like listening to my podcast on Spotify because I can listen to them all in the same place as my music and everything. Yeah. And you can put things in queues. So when you go for a long run, you can queue up music, a podcast, five songs, another podcast, and you don't have to touch your phone the whole yeah. time. It's great. Yeah. I don't Fair know. Yeah. That's a bit of a niche use case. but No, I agree. I do the same thing. Yeah. Spotify, yeah. When you're do crocheting. You yeah, all the way Spotify. Because when you send the month, the weekly song, because we send each other uh, Oh, yeah, that's on YouTube because then I want, like, you to see the, the like, the vision with the song because if you haven't yeah. heard the song before, it just makes a difference. So when I show something someone, it's probably on YouTube. So Inside Baseball here, um, we send each other a song each week and then we have to rate the song <laughs> of the other person. Uh, it gets pretty savage, not going to lie. <laughs> Sometimes I abstain from rating. <laughs> yeah, because... you definitely have taken that yep. stance a few times. But uh, Kate and Monique, they're good choice of music overall. Um, and it's actually interesting because we can see with Spotify, they give us more analytics than Apple too. The community loves a bit of Drake. Ed Sheeran, mm-hmm. was it Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, I think The Weeknd came up. The Weeknd, yeah. yeah. But those have featured in our internal uh, sharing of songs as well. Um, there was something that we brought up a little while ago when we talked about travel, and I think it was me that was a little bit forgetful in that session. Um, Jeff and Nicole sent in some feedback, some answers, not so much questions, answers to our questions, Kate. Yeah, it was the episode we did on travel and money. I think that was, mm-hmm. we each prepared a trip outline. Yeah, I did. Yeah, we did. Yep. Some, yeah. Something like that. Uh, and one of the apps Owen mentioned, Jeff pointed out, was called All Trails. Mm-hmm. Uh, to search for trails. Yes, it was. If and the maps.me. So, yeah, and maps.me where you can pre-download maps of countries and save so you can use it even in places where you don't have internet. Yeah, so you could so for example, I used maps.me when I was in Vietnam and in Japan because then you you didn't have to have if you weren't in Wi-Fi or whatever, if you didn't have a SIM mm. as well, yeah. you could just have all the 
the maps on your phone. It's really, really That's pretty good. Handy. Yeah. yeah. And Nicole also called out Rome to Rio, which is a really great way to oh, find I've used that before. The best That's way really to find great. yourself from one location to the other. Should you get a bus, a yeah. train, a boat to It shows you all the different modes of transport. It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Um Jeff said he used maps.me to get to the peak of Mount Triglav in Slovenia. There you go. Nice. Use it anywhere you want to go. Um, So thank you for correcting us on that, uh, Jeff and Nicole. Um, That is, I I would say that's a strong recommendation from me uh, for the maps.me thing. Rome to Rio, I've known heaps of people that have used that, uh, all trails as well. I think Strava now allows you to do something similar. Uh, They updated their maps not too long ago. But there was a little segment that I wanted to sneak in here, ladies, which was buy, hold, sell. Yes. And... For those who haven't been in the finance industry, we are taking a laugh at the others in our industry where a lot of the times you have like on the, the in the big financial newspapers or on the videos you see, it's buy, hold, sell, and then they'll be like a stock. They'll ask an expert, they'll be like, buy, hold, sell, Telstra. And then the person says like sell or buy or whatever. And at the end of the day, you can go back three or four years and you can see how much like, it's just nonsense. And if you act on that kind of information, it's really like, it, even if they get it right for whatever circumstance yours is, sooner or later, you're going to be like, well, do I sell this now or do I go back and mm. what do I do? But that's the thing they often put on the spot as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't the- know which company is going to be thrown at them and how are they supposed to have a good analysis of a particular company just without yeah. any information in front of them? Well, we used to, I used to do this too. I used to go on the, I wouldn't name names, but I used to go on the telly like for a very long segment for 60 minutes. And I used to get 10 companies that I'd never heard of and I had to research them. They'd send them to me the afternoon or the evening before. And I'd be like, how am I meant to add any value to anyone's life by like taking these 10 stocks and being like, buy, hold, sell. So I'd just be yeah. like being hold the whole time. Anyway, <laughs> so I've, I thought maybe we could do a bit of a different take on buy, hold, sell just to introduce people to the concept. So streaming services, we've got uh, Disney, Netflix and Binge. Right, so Netflix would have like Stranger Things, Disney would have like everything that you know from Marvel and whatever, uh, and Binge would have Dave if you're into Little Dicky, or um, like I think the Game of Thrones is on. Yeah, Binge is the same as Foxtel, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's yeah, it's KO and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, cool. Yeah, okay, so buy, you have to, I think the rules, we, we modified the rules. Yes. So you have to buy one, you have to sell one, you have to hold one. Um, so why don't we start off with, I have to think about this. Someone else go first, maybe Mane. <laughs> Let's start off with- To clarify, we're not buying the company itself. We're just making the choice between which our favorite streaming services are. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So Monique, let's start with Binge overall, buy, hold, sell. Mm, probably hold. Yeah. There's oh. only like one thing that I watch on there. Okay. Okay. I think I'd sell binge because you can't download and watch offline and that just annoys me. I would also sell binge. I do like some of the content there. However, it always breaks. It's always like yeah. midstream. It's like error, network error. I'm like, oh, surely someone's figured this out by now. Anyway, maybe it's my internet, but I would sell that too. So we got to mm-hmm. hold, was it? Yeah. Sell, sell. Okay. Let's go to the, I think we know what Kate's answer is going to be this one. Kate, let's start <laughs> with you then. Disney. Well, I'm not actually subscribed to Disney at the moment. Oh, oh, scandalous. I haven't been watching much TV recently. Yeah. I've been watching some stuff on SBS, actually. SBS? SBS. Is that free? Uh, yes, there's some ads, Money-saving tip right there. Um, SBS has some good stuff. But I would probably hold Disney since I don't have it right now and I couldn't tell you 
what the latest shows are, but Marvel movies, always good for the back catalogue. I would go buy on Disney. Disney's my buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right. it's got movies, it's got streaming, and I'm also digging The Mandalorian. Like, yeah, this is enough. the way, honestly. <laughs> it is now known that I like Mandalorian. You guys know it so much. But what would you do, Monique? Sell it. I don't Sell. really, I don't watch anything on Disney. I still have it. I'll watch New Girl every once in a while. <laughs> New Girl, okay. <laughs> Which you can probably watch on other platforms, given exactly, how old yeah, that show is. I think it's on a few things. It might even be on like ABC iView or something. I think it was on there. At one yeah, stage. Right. But what yeah. about for the Kardashians? I know you're a fan. Oh, Kar- well, Kardashians aren't in season at the moment. Actually, the special just popped up. So maybe oh. I will get Disney. Oh mm, maybe it's a buy. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We've swung her, so it's a buy. That would mean that Netflix is last. Um, and for me, that's a hold. Got Netflix mm. solid. Not always the best for some things, but I think the catalog's pretty good. And um, there's always something to watch. Yeah, yeah it's a buy for me. Yeah, buy. Same. Buy. So, you guys spend the most amount of time, would it be fair to say, on Netflix? Yeah. At the moment, yeah. I just discovered Magic for Humans the other day. It oh. was a good show. Magic for Humans? <laughs> it's very random. Wait, is that the one, the English one? Oh, I don't know. This guy just goes around and doing magic tricks, doesn't explain them, oh, suddenly no, cuts to the next trick. Oh, my God. He does them in laundromats. He went to a tiny house building construction site, did some tricks, does them in front of bakeries. That's it's very random, but it's a good show. <laughs> All right. So what's it called? Magic for what? Magic for humans. Okay. There is another show out, and someone will be able to correct me yet again, uh, where it's it's got the guy who was in, oh, I can't remember the name of it, um, or the OA. Um, oh, yeah. I loved that yeah, the, show. The, the, the blonde guy from that. Um, yeah. He goes, he's in England, and he happens to go to this place where he goes in the back door trying to get a dog that stole something from him. And he discovers oh, the, this magical place. Is that the portable door? Yeah, something like that. Isn't that on Stan? Is that on Stan? I think it's on Stan. Stan. Well, Stan's an outlier. There we go. <laughs> so maybe Stan's like a speculative buy off to the side here. Uh, lots of Aussie content too, which is great. Okay. So we've also, other than just having a bit of fun, we also want to bring some folks some money news, some savings hacks, things like this. Monique, you are our go-to for this. Because I want oh, you yeah. to talk about your olive making process. It's hilarious. <laughs> so you make, what do you, you make olive oil? No, I've just started to make like all brine olives. Yeah, tell me. Um, oh. So my nature strip trees are olive trees. So I'm like, I'm going to grab a handful. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that, is there? No, what else are you going to do with it? Well, Some they, people take them off and throw them. Like, they're all just friend. on the floor every year. I see them on the floor. So I'm like, I'm going to grab some and like experiment. And then maybe I'll be yeah. a olive brine makeup person. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing at the moment. Um, currently... Uh, in the salt stage. So what you have to do is like for a week, uh, you have to like change the water in them every so wait, the, day. So just to confirm, because I do have an olive tree at yes. home, oh so I'm God. trying to think about this. So you put the <laughs> olives in water? Water, yeah. For like, I did it for a week. I, there's like a bajillion different recipes of how to do it. So this is how I did it. So for a week, you change the water every day. And then after that, you get some salt and then add that to a you batch of water and then mm. you leave that for a month or two and then you just taste in between and then they're ready according to your taste. So, I don't know. It's just a fun little experiment that doesn't really cost much. I bought rock salt and that's about it. Do you have to like <laughs> smush them? Oh, you have to slice them, not slice them. Like, what's the well, word? We're not making tapenade here. <laughs> we're making marinated <laughs> olives. You know when you go to supermarket and buy oh, marinated olives? Right, okay. That you can just I was thinking eat. of the oil. Like if you're no, in a not bar. the oil. I'm making the actual olives so you can eat the olives because you can't just pick it and eat it off the tree. Do you have to wait till they're ripe? Like do you have to go the 
dark colour or green? I don't know. So I picked both green and uh, like black ones and we'll see what happens. Hmm. Yeah. Olive oil is quite expensive, so homemade olive oil. I think olive oil might require some more equipment. Olives. Olive oil, I'm not sure how to do that. Olives, like even olives from the deli. Well, if anyone's made their own olive oil, please write in. Owen needs a a lesson. It's a thing, yes, please. Uh, What else? What else have you been doing? Um, Well, that's been my month, really, just making the olives. (laughs) But I was actually scrolling through Instagram last night and I saw that um, Shop the City is happening next week or the week after the 5th to 7th of May. So mm-hmm. in Melbourne. So in the city, there'll be like shops having like really big sales and whatever. And then there's also like, there's a map on the actual website. So Kate, put that in the show notes. Shop the city. Yeah. <laughs> um, Can there's do. so little uh, hotspots where they'll do giveaways. So you'll get like a free gift card or, you know, free croissants or something. So mm. I know one of the hotspots mm. will be, you know, the Burke Street Information yep. Centre for tourists and stuff. I think that's going to be one of the hotspots this year. So, yeah, it's like a little three-day kind of shopping sale deal okay, festival cool. thing that I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So shop the city. Maybe this is – it may be around the country as well. If there is something uh, in any other cities, Adelaide, Sydney – Brisbane, Darwin, let us know um, because we will share it around. We want to spread the love. Kate, what about you? Any savings, hacks, lessons learned, things like this? Well, I applied my <laughs> values to a purchase <laughs> okay. because I finally purchased an umbrella. Wow. And not just a cheap umbrella. I got a legit umbrella that has being tested in a wind tunnel and it's going to last me two years. So it claims. Did you test it in a wind tunnel? No, but the company has. I haven't had a windy day to test it on. So it's been raining a lot in Melbourne recently. I always get annoyed that I don't have an umbrella. I've got one raincoat, but I've left it somewhere that I can't get back to for a while. And I just was always talking Uh about I want an umbrella. Mm -hmm. And they have those sort of those foldable ones that kind of break really quickly if it's a windy day. And I've lost lo- lost umbrellas in the past, so I finally got myself together, adulted, and bought a proper umbrella. And I've used it a couple of times, and it is perfect. I've never bought a proper umbrella. Yeah. yeah. I've had a- the same one for a while, but it's not a great one. Listen to all the people from um, Brisbane and stuff are just like, what are these Victorians <laughs> going on about? It's an umbrella. It's <laughs> a legit umbrella? adult yeah. Im- umbrella. It's from a brand called Blunt Umbrellas. So Lovely. I found them on Google. Blunt, shout out. I was uh, looking at different reviews, so they were well reviewed, and hopefully it lasts for a long time. And if I if it breaks, I can use the the two year purchase guarantee to get it replaced. Yeah, Lovely. that's great, wonderful. Well, um, what about I, you? I, I hear there's been a lot of uh, well, people that follow me on fish Instagram meat being collected. <laughs> fish meat. <laughs> uh, there has been, but I've also been buying uh, a lot of fishing stuff because the seasons in Victoria tends to be less. Investor friendly, uh, investor, fisherman friendly. From <laughs> Owen here on has out. not been investing, and he has been no, buying. Fishing I've been gear. investing in fishing gear or tackle, um, and it just so happens that this is a lucky thing. I was committed to go and buy some stuff. I really wanted to go to this particular fishing shop, and went down, and it was twenty five percent off everything in the store. And it just so happened that the exact type of lures and things that I wanted for like next season um, were fifty percent off. <gasps> so I just loaded up. It was did cheaper you than I could buy get double the amount of lures because it was 50% off? Actually, I probably did. 
I was literally like that kid in a candy store. Like it was like in a big bargain bin up the front as you walk in. I was like just rummaging through. That's like me at Spotlight. I didn't even have like a chance to grab a basket because I hadn't even gotten in the store yet. And so I was like putting in my shirt and like grabbing all the lures and just chuck it. And I'd already bought a heap on Amazon th- thinking that but like, didn't hey, work. well, those squid jigs are still up for debate. <laughs> I've only got one. I feel like listeners also need to know the part that like an unboxing haul on a YouTube channel that used to be super popular, mm-hmm. Owen took a photo with all of the gear perfectly laid out in oh, rows yeah. in the back of his car and had to send it around. I did. It was, yeah, I did. Um, you can check it out on Instagram. Or maybe it's in a story, so it's disappeared now. Um, but yeah, I got it all in the back. I got, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's heaps. I could go really nerdy, but. No. Yeah. There were sinkers so heavy, right, that they almost broke the back of the car when I put it on the tailgate. <laughs> Oh, my God. Because I went fishing for sharks on the weekend, Mm -hmm. um, which is flake, by the way. If you go to the fish and chip shop, that's all it is, Um, like the good quality stuff. And it was so deep, the water, and the currents were so strong that just like you have to have a sinker the size of your hand. That's like so heavy and lead. Think about that. Mm. Um, What about your mini camp stove? That's a money-saving tip because you're not buying food to take out on the boat. Yes. So what we do is we take one of those little gas cookers, which we got from Anaconda. If you remember, you get it like 20% off. Uh, so it was like 20 or th- it was like 30 bucks and you can get gas for it. And it's literally like you can take it anywhere uh, and we take it on the boat with us, keep it away from the fuel cans, of course, uh, and the engine. But we chuck it up the other end and um, we cook our own snags. And you can if you catch squid fresh from the water, um, you can quickly like batter the squid and chuck that straight on. Uh, and yeah. you have fresh squid or fresh fish there and then. Uh, and it's always been like a dream of ours to be like be able to have that so we don't feel like we um like have to spend money on maccas or some other trash on the way out so it was really good and Mm. we've got it for forever now nice and just got to keep buying those gas yeah but they last forever like honestly like the 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 gas lasts for each bottle and they're only like a couple of dollars last for um like 90 minutes or 100 minutes okay and you probably only have it for like 20 minutes going at a mm. time. So that's, and that's one meal and you only really have one yeah. meal on the boat. So sweet. Yeah. That should get us through winter. And other than that, um, just recently sold some stuff on uh, Facebook, just like random stuff, did a clean out and got over two grand. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's probably about 2,100. Nice. Um, just like bits and bobs. And I also discovered all my Pokemon card collection. Oh my God. Which I've been like, I'm a super fan of Pokemon cards, but they're so expensive. Mm. Are you going to sell it? It got to the point where I was like, I should actually sell this. The first time in my life, I'm like, I should actually get rid of my heart and soul right here. I know the other year you wanted to complete it. Well, I did. I did want to complete it and I'm still very close. But what I realized is I've got like 90% of like four different sets. I'm like, to buy the last ones, I'm like, let's get rid of them. But um, there's a whole market for this online and it's actually. Like, it's really cool. What happened is, like, after these crazes, I thought to myself, this is like a young investor, Owen. I didn't even think about this at the time. But, like, in late high school, all the kids had moved on to trying to steal a vodka cruisers from their from their older brother or sister's um, stash and forgot about the Pokemon cards. So, I took all the money that I had and I knew that one day all of us are going to be 30 years old and want to buy Pokemon cards again or Game Boys and this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I spent all of my money buying all of my friends' Pokemon cards. 
And nice. now I've got them. They're probably it's probably like a 10x. So if you're an investor, you're thinking, like I spent about three or four hundred bucks. It's probably like three or four grand worth of Pokemon oh, cards. Oh my god. That you it's haven't sold them. Beating yet. returns. I haven't sold them. It's like on Antiques Roadshow when they're like, Oh, this painting's <laughs> valued at ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Only if someone will pay for it. <laughs> yeah, or true. This peculiar teapot. True. You've got to sell it. But there's a pretty deep market for Pokemon cards. Like, this, it's a pretty liquid market. There's okay. a lot of buyers and well, sellers. I will believe it when you show That's me the okay. receipt. I'm going to start selling some. <laughs> if anyone wants to. <laughs> I want receipts. If you want to complete your set, I have heaps of duplicates of, like, really rare, That's shiny insane. cards. Even my Charizard, Kate, which I'm sure you can get around. I was so excited by the Charizard. <laughs> Charizard <laughs> would have to be worth, like, six or 700 bucks in mint condition. Just Sometimes wow. thousands. I will Jeez. believe it when you sell it. Okay. Wow. I'm going to go and sell some this month. This is going to be my mission. And then I'm going to cry afterwards. because. Like <laughs> anyway. Not the collection. Not the collection. <laughs> okay. Any interesting finds or resources from you guys this month, like podcasts, books, um, websites, anything like that? Um, I'm really terrible when it comes to this. I... No, normally you're not. Normally you have all the tricks of the trade. Oh. What is a podcast you've edited recently you enjoyed? Oh, Steve Sammartino. Yeah, he the was futurist. really cool. The Futurist. Yeah, yeah. he was really cool. Um, oh, look, I have not prepared for this part of the episode. <laughs> but, <laughs> but what happens is Monique gets to sit in on all the episodes for those listeners at home. And she sees like 10 plus episodes a week, even if she doesn't edit them all, she'll see them come through. And so when Monique says, that was a really good episode... Yeah, I'm like true. I did really interested. Yeah. yeah, you just come out straight the, in a meeting that we're in. You're like, this is a really good episode, and Monique suddenly just like do 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 over here on the side. Yeah, yeah. So no, it, it must have been good. He brought it was really good. For, I, I only listened to it, but he brought lots of positive energy. It seemed. Yeah, he, and he really, talked about chickens. Yes, he just spoke about chickens. Um, he was just like super engaging, and that's the ones I tend to enjoy the most. Like, I wasn't distracted at all throughout the recording. Yeah, mm. it was really cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool when someone builds like a Lego car that actually runs. Yeah. And some super genius from Romania, like a kid, <laughs> helps him build the engine or something. Yeah. And he crowdsourced it via Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. nuts. It like ran on air or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty smart. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It definitely made me want to do like crazy experiments like that. Just have a yeah. life filled of weird experiments. And that was one of my recommendations this week. His podcast episode, mm. which is on the finance podcast, but also his book, The Lessons School Forgot. That's a really interesting one and thinking about what's next in the future and how you approach mm. the way you're investing in your career and investing your time. So that's a good one. Um, and also Making Money Made Simple. I finished that off from Noel Whitaker. Hopefully yep. there'll be an upcoming episode on the With finance Noel. podcast, yep. but that's, I mean, it's probably like barefoot before barefoot. It's less barefooty, but it's just basic personal finance it covers everything it's like everything you could want so i think if you're mm. maybe an older listener you don't need all the frills and examples and modern day additions like making money made simple is just a simple straightforward good quality finance book yep cool um oh and there's one more yeah, go recommendation for it. i've only gotten through half of the show but remain safety's i'll make you rich how to it? get rich or how to get rich these books, ha I'll make you rich. It must be how to get rich. I'll Google it now. Yeah, you Google it. But I'm only halfway through the episodes now because I thought, oh, this could be an interesting podcast episode because he brings up a lot of really- How to get rich. How to get rich by Ramit Sethi. There's maybe seven or eight episodes on Netflix. Um, really interesting to see the behind the scenes conversation, look at the numbers, see the questions people ask and the way people approach money. Because a lot of times we mm. talk about understanding your money story and 
how you deal with your finances and how do you talk to your partner, but you don't get to see other people having these conversations and figuring it out. Mm. And I think, of course, it's a TV show and it's probably semi-staged and things like that, but it's a really good show to watch and it's engaging enough that you could watch it with someone that hasn't had much interest in finance in the past. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's um I saw some snippets in the trailers of it. How they go into situation goes into situations where like there's a couple like arguing about money and trying to like diffuse that situation. Yeah. So lots of relevant Almost examples. Couples counseling and some um but I've t- taken out a lot of notes so hopefully I'll do a little podcast review episode in the next couple That'll of be weeks. Great. Yeah, cool. Um I've been listening to that much. I've been listening to a few old favorites. Um I've been listening to a bit of trashy stuff on the old uh Spotify and what have you, but uh, I'll keep that out of the show. <laughs> um, but one thing that I did go back and listen to, it was only this morning actually on the way into the city, um, there's an investor from the US called Brent Bishaw and he appeared on some of the earliest episodes of the Invest Like the Best podcast, which is something that we've talked about before. It's more for like the investors in the room. Um, but what makes Brent really interesting is Brent doesn't invest in stocks. He actually just goes and buys whole private companies. So like these would be like small businesses. Some might be like, for example, I don't know if he would, but for example, there's like a really good mechanic in town and it might be in like a regional town where there's only like one really good mechanic and he'll go and buy that business. And he buys them from typically um, older owners. So like they'd be like in their 50s or 60s who are looking to retire and looking for a way out, but want the business to go to safe hands rather than just be sold to the whoever the next you know highest bidder is. And then they'll take that business and grow it and hold on to it ideally forever. Um and so he talks about like the kind of the frameworks around that. But in one of the episodes later in the series, what he did with Patrick is he talked about, he also talked this, about this idea of personal brand and something that we've talked about on the show before where we had our Andrea Clark on the show and she talked about like, how would your colleague describe you when you're not in the room? And that's something that I think about a lot because it also touches on Seth Godin's principle of remarkable, being remarkable, like people remark after you, what do they say after you're gone? Um, and I think about that a lot when it comes to personal brand, but they had like this other idea of like, like when you go to say, for example, like Apple, Amazon were the examples that they use in this particular podcast. When you go to those, um, the, you can generally expect the customer service and the products and everything that's offered to be extremely narrow in that, like the outcome from the worst experience to the best experience isn't that far apart. So like you go to Apple, you expect like a really good experience. You pay a lot of money but you'll get good service, right? Or if you go to Amazon they're prob- and you complain, they're going to give you something for free or they're going to refund you or they're going to do this or they're going to do that. Like, you know what to expect. So there's no like variability. It's like all really narrow range. Whereas you can also take that and you can put that into the context of people where some people, like you could probably say this about me, uh, is like I'm kind of like if you were to speak to me one minute, you might get a response from me. And then in the next minute, you might get a totally different response from me. I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah, I can see you guys nodding. Chaotic. Yeah. I think you once, when we did that Andrew episode, you described me as scattered once, but like, it's true. Like one time I could be saying something else, like not in a bad way, but like I can go in a that completely different- That was about two or three years ago now. Yeah. You can go in a completely different direction, right? So the variability is very high. And what they were talking about is like, is that it tends to be the case that when people positively surprise you, they tend to have that variability. So like when people are positively surprised by meeting you, it tends to be the case when you are, you don't like always deliver what's expected, but there is kind of like a set of values that you operate within. Um, 
and it was a really interesting conversation. So I would highly encourage people to go back and read, uh, listen to that. It's uh, the Brent B. Shaw episode on the Invest Like the Best podcast. It was the second one that he did. Uh, the first one was in 2017. But if you're interested in like private businesses and stuff like that, really interesting. Has a lot of lessons for small business owners and that type of thing. So that was my thing. Any nice. standout episodes from your four podcasts over the last month? Well, I did one yesterday with Pete Wardgen. So the property podcast that we launched recently, people will know, um, un, like the reception has been unbelievable. Like it, it's it's caught me off guard, to be honest, um, in a good way. And uh, so like today, I checked on the way in knowing that we were going to record today. Uh, it is number four in the business charts. Number three is this show. Uh, the Investors Podcast, a little bit further back. Don't worry about that little one. Um, but it's just been incredible how many people have jumped on the Australian Property Podcast and started listening. So Chris and Pete do their Sunday shows. That goes out 7 a.m. every Sunday. They talk about like the big news stories that week and what they mean to you. And like, it's more for property people. Like if you own a home, you're a first home buyer or you're a property investor. So it's really informative. And then Amy, Chris, Pete and I get on during the week. Um, so I just as a whole, that would probably be my focus right now. Um, we've had some great conversations earlier this month. We released an episode which was shared on Instagram, a little snippet with Todd Barlow, um, Jazz Harrison, who writes articles for our Rust Media website. Jazz has been with me since the very first day of Rask's journey. So like 2017. And she messaged me and said, that's probably the best conversation I've ever heard you record. Um, and that's so when you saw someone like that come and said that, like they're Washington H. Todd Pattinson shareholders. So, but um, that podcast with Todd Barlow is all about what makes a business like survive forever. Um, and that was really, really interesting. <laughs> so, at the end of it, Todd said to me, This is the CEO of an $11 billion company, by the way. At the end of it, he said to me, <laughs> He goes, I don't think anyone's going to want to listen to 80 minutes of what we just talked about. <laughs> he's like, in a really nice way, he's like, I don't know if people find that interesting. I was like, no, 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 people will because I was sitting here just like, you know, every minute of it, I was just enjoying it. And he's such a lovely guy, super insightful um, and runs one of the most successful investment companies Australia's ever produced. So it owns t- big parts of TPG Telecom. If you buy Austral Bricks for your house from Brickworks, they are the biggest shareholder in that. Heaps of businesses that you know, Priceline Pharmacies they used to own. So, wonderful chat. And there's many others, but that's what I'd call that. Hmm, amazing. Um, other than that, behind the scenes here at Rask, uh, Mel started. You've probably heard from Mel already. We did a little chat with her about her time at GlobalX and then joining us at Rask. Uh, we'll be in Sydney. Mm-hmm. We'll be in Sydney. Uh, I think I'm going up for the full week from May 8th. Uh, but we'll be up there for the Australian Shareholders Association Conference. Uh, the conference is the 11th and 12th, I think, from memory. Uh, it's almost sold out. But if you want to catch up, Stay tuned on our social media. I'm sure we might be able to do like a you know, catch up for coffee in the morning or a walk around the botanical gardens in Sydney. It's so lovely. Um, and we'd love to meet you in person. And we're also working on events in the background. So uh, keep in mind that we'll be running our own soon. And that's about it, actually. That's about it. That's about it. Not much at all, really. Not, Not much at all. all. No, much at all. Oh, um, we launched the Queenie course. We launched investing, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, the beginner course, beginner investing course with Queenie. Uh, which is great. We've got a webinar for that tonight, actually. You can enroll in that. Uh, it's $99. Uh, and Queenie, for those of you who don't know her, is probably the biggest content creator in Australia. In finance. In finance, it is. Uh, and 
She talks about savings, about budgeting, about investing, all the things that you want to know in typically bite-sized videos. But now we've managed to pin her down for a course and she's collaborated with us on that. And Kate's done a heap of work behind the scenes, as has Monique, to bring a course to life that is kind of like Queenie's guidebook to investing for the first time. And yeah, it's always fun. The Queen, Queenie's community is super engaged. We did a webinar a couple of weeks ago. A thousand people watched that. Um, and it's exciting. So, yeah. yeah. What's going on at Rask HQ? What's going on? Well, yeah, credit to you for doing all of that, Kate. Because Kate, by the way, for those listeners that don't know, Kate heads up all of our education. And so it's huge. We're over, over 20,000? I think we've nearly hit 21,000. Nearly 21,000 yeah. uh, enrollments in the courses, which is a huge effort. So congrats. Amazing. Um, we'll see about that 100,000 target. <laughs> Tell your friends. But we just want to bring for, like education to the masses. So that's why we're here. Yes. Well, we'll keep the conversation going we will. on Instagram, Rascore. You can send us a message for something to include in next month's Money and Chill via the link in the show notes. Yes, indeed. Um, and really, yeah, just keep in contact with us because we will be hosting events we will be coming to a city chances are every city so um we will we will want to see you in person and we want to do live podcasts with you and hear from you and stuff like that so reach out to us follow us on social media particularly instagram um we're on twitter as well we are a little bit on tiktok although not as much um but yeah please get in contact with us and share your thoughts and feedback that's it cool well monique Thank you for joining us and thank you for bringing your tip around shopping in Melbourne Anytime. and how to make olives. That's very tasty. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining us. Oh, good. Thank you. And Kate, as always, thanks for joining me. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Australian Finance Podcast. We hope you learned something new and were able to take one thing away from this episode. If you're keen to learn more, head on over to Rask Education and take one of our free money and investing courses. You could even become a Rask Core member for less than your Netflix subscription each month. And don't forget to subscribe for new episodes in your inbox every week. Plus, if you enjoyed the show, we'd love you to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and send any questions our way via the link in the description. And before we go on, did this podcast contain personal financial advice just for me? Absolutely not, Kate. Our podcast actually contains general financial information only. What that means is the information does not take into account your financial needs, goals, objectives, or even your situation. So because of that, it's important that you consider if the information is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on it. If that all sounds a bit confusing or you're still working out what your needs are, it's a great idea to consult a licensed and trusted financial planner. And don't forget to do your own research. Are you thinking about starting your wealth creating journey, but not sure where to put your hard earned dollars? InvestSmart can help. InvestSmart offers a free quiz that makes it easy to find the right InvestSmart ETF portfolio to help you reach your goals. Just visit investsmart.com.au and hit get started. Answer a few simple questions about your goals and how much you want to invest and you'll get a tailored statement of advice with a portfolio recommendation. You can visit investsmart.com.au for a no-obligations free statement of advice. This ad is brought to you by InvestSmart Advice, AFSL 334107. For more than a decade, I've been hunting for the best investors and their methods, strategies, and tools for investing. After years in the industry, countless books, a few degrees, 
and 1,000 podcasts and live shows, I've rolled this accumulated knowledge into something called Rask Invest. If you've ever heard me talk about a core and a satellite, active and passive, true long-term compounding, or you simply want to know exactly how I would invest, now is your chance. Rask Invest is our new investment service, designed for all types of investors who want professional management of their core portfolio at a low cost from a team they trust. Rask Invest helps you automate your wealth creation and passive income. Simply click the link that says Invest with Owen in your podcast player to join one of our live platform walkthroughs or book a call with us. You can also view the Rask Invest PDS and TMD and get invested with me.